listener production. Bring in the drip, the pee, and the love. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Right, I tell you what, a bit of morning tea for this Tuesday. Did you see Malcolm Turnbull going absolutely ham on Rupert Murdoch? I did catch a little bit of uh, of Malcolm in the uh, middle of an interview. It was spicy, man. I was like, whoa, them's fighting words, bro. It was, yes, yeah, calling Fox News angertainment, saying no one's done, you know, less for democracy in America. And Well, let's hear a little bit of what he said now. What they have created is a market for crazy. They've become unhinged from the facts. I was surprised. I mean, but I guess Malcolm Turnbull also has like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, he's pretty rich. And he's already been the prime minister. So it's like he's really got <laughs> nothing to lose. <laughs> Except for hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> and succession is so big at the moment. Everyone talking mm. about kind of the ins and outs of TV represented families. It's interesting um, saying, you know, no one's done worse for these kind of things. Like, because I was... I found out about a guy recently who's done worse for the human race. Have you heard of Thomas Midgley Jr.? No, who's that? He's an American chemist. And by all accounts, a pretty nice dude, but he's trying to make all these scientific breakthroughs. But he was the inventor of leaded petrol, like gasoline, which has had untold amount of impact on human health. (laughs) He's not going to know that, is he? He probably thought he was like, hey, check it out. I've made petrol for cars. (laughs) We could go anywhere. You know, that kind of thing. But one of his other inventions was chlorofluorocarbons for, like, little spray cans, which gave a big hole in the ozone layer. But this guy was unwittingly just taking us to the abyss. (laughs) Mate, how ungrateful are you? This guy has getting you from A to B, is making you smell good on the way, you know, killing air repellents and all that sort of stuff. This, this Mate, and you, this, that's how you thank him? He's killing the <laughs> world? Jeez. Mate. Remind me never to invent anything around you, Alex Dyson. Well, the good thing is today's show will have no <laughs> ill side effects. I'm absolutely sure. Should we jump into it, Matt? Yeah, let's do it. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Like Stice saying, keep getting flashbacks to our breakfast radio days. Mm. And by that, I mean the paranoia every time I go to bed mm. at the moment because I'm on, I'm filming this TV show. I had flashbacks to our breakfast radio show the other day when I made a like nice little breakfast because I bought some special um, ducker to put on, like sprinkle over the top. Oh. Ducker, ducker, da. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Ducka ducka there? So- <laughs> Want some ducka ducka there? <laughs> so that is a sandstone reference, just in case anyone thinks it's something other than that. It's, it sounds a little bit Team America, doesn't it? It anyway. does. And I'm, yeah, I'm like, just pl- clarify, yeah, this just is clarify. not some stereotyping thing. Um, that is sandstorm. Um, <laughs> now I've got the panics, man, because I've got to get up early every morning. And it's one of those things. Same with Breakfast Radio. I've got to be there. I'm filming a TV show. I've got to be on set. Otherwise, it will cost us thousands. Yeah. Right? And like Breakfast Radio days, there are a lot of days like your body physically there, but your mind's still catching up. (laughs) And like that thing where I wake up constantly through the night thinking I've missed. Oh, I hate that. I just can't even sleep properly, you know, because Mm. even 
it's two o'clock in the morning and I wake up thinking, oh my God. And then I'm like, how much longer do I have to sleep? Oh no, have I missed the thing? Every single night I'm waking up multiple times a night. I'm so jealous of the people who wake up early like that and they say, oh my goodness, how good is it that it's 2am? I still get another, you know, three hours sleep or something like that. I'm like, no, I've only got that amount. <laughs> yeah, the half is always empty mm. um, when it comes to that. But my phone is currently in the process of not charging very well. Oh. So I'm, I'm also double paranoid about that. So not only am I worried that I haven't set my alarm or that I've missed my alarm, I'm also worried that if the charger isn't fully connected properly, it's not charging my phone. Mm. Exactly. It's a shame that they're not manufacturing new phones anymore. That would... Because <laughs> that would have Mate. been so easy if you could get one that works. <laughs> Maybe if these clowns at the bloody circus phone factory made a phone where if one tiny part of it doesn't work, now I've got to drop a bloody 2.5K on some new, new bad boy. How old's your phone? A couple of years. It's only two years old. It's a pandemic phone. All right. But I mean, I, it's, and there's a few cracks and it's a probably about time and I will do, I'll finally do it when I get stung. But the fact of the matter is it's not working now. I'm too busy to go out and better get a new phone. I'll do it when I get stung. I'll wait for the worst to happen. Then I'll do it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's... We'll wait for the Leaning Tower of Pisa to fall over. Then we'll, <laughs> then we'll chalk it up. <laughs> so anyways, I also got. Um, my eyes, because I'm so paranoid about my phone running out of battery at the moment, right? Mm. And because it's not charging properly and everything, and especially those last few percent, they go real quick, don't they? Much quicker than the first few percent. <laughs> when the phone gets old, I don't know what starts happening. It starts teleporting from like 30 <laughs> to zero. Yeah, like it just drains so quickly, like yeah. the bar, just that yeah. <laughs> sound right at the end there just goes. So I'm, I'm paranoid about this, but then I saw, right? That a study by a Belgian newspaper, right? Dernier Chor. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to guess that that's how you pronounce it. And I'm so sorry if. Dernier. Dernier Chor. Chor, Here. How do you spell it? Uh, D E R N I E with a little hat on. R E H E U R E. Well, what else am I supposed to say? Dernier yeah, I think that's last hour in French. Really? I think so. Okay, well, this newspaper, and this is according to vice.com, Uber is allegedly, and I say huge alleged, yeah. based on this new investigation by a Belgian newspaper, Uber is allegedly charging users more if they have a low phone battery. Right? What? Okay, so this is the allegation. I am not what? saying, I have no proof of this. The allegation stands that the paper reported, okay, and here's the thing. The paper only reported that two identical re requests were made mm -hmm. to go from and to the same location, yet Uber charged 6% more for the journey that was made on a smartphone with only 12% battery. Okay, the phone with 84% battery, right, was charged... Uh, basically, I mean, it, it only summed up to, only came down to be a couple of dollars less. Okay. So they reckon people who are desperate. Exactly. That is exactly. Are not going to go, you know, I'll get out of it. I'll get one in 20 minutes or something. They've got to yeah. go now. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to be paying a pretty penny. <laughs> well, well, the reason 
that this is kind of a thing, okay? Because mm. Uber says, no, absolutely not, mm -hmm. okay? Uber has denied, this is the statement that yep. Vice says, Uber has denied that payment is determined by how much charge a phone's battery has left. It says the app's not even able to measure a user's battery, mm. okay? So they don't know, apparently. The, 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 the app does not have access to that information, apparently. Okay, now here's where it gets a little bit sticky. So in 2016, Uber's former head of economic research, Keith Chen, mm -hmm. said in an interview with NPR that the company had found that people with lower battery levels were more willing to pay for surge pricing. So they've had a little peak in the past, <laughs> well, some, according to Chen. Somehow Chenny. they've seen this data, whether that's a survey they've yeah. done or... <laughs> Something else, but somehow they've come to this conclusion and now the allegations are fresh again, thanks to a new study. Again, it's all allegations. Mm. There is nothing that I have any knowledge of. But they this. do know that people who need a surge of power will pay a surge of price. And dare I say, I am terrified for the morning that I wake up and my phone hasn't gone off. Mm. I'm one battery left. I got to get to set quick. Mm. And they're like, sure. That'll be 150, buddy. Well, ever since I started using my phone as my wallet, I mean, I've started realizing like, oh my goodness, I need to take even more care of this. Lest <laughs> yeah, I no. can't buy or pay <laughs> no. for anything or Uber anywhere or just, Fully right. just brick myself. <laughs> um, but we did ask you, when has a dead battery cost you? And Lucy got in touch with us uh, saying, I ordered five takeaway coffees hungover and forgot my wallet. I was going to use Apple Pay, but my phone died. I mean, there you go, Lucy. You got five coffees, unable to pay. What do you do? That's it. I mean, the coffees help put a bit of zing in you, but they don't help <laughs> your phone zing, do they? No. Hannah says, in peak COVID, my phone died and I couldn't show my vaccine certificate to the restaurant. So I had to miss out on dinner. <laughs> no! Oh my God, remember vaccine certificates? <laughs> That's so... I do. I feel so sorry for you, Hannah. Dean said, almost cost me entry into Canada. Had to my charge my phone in the interrogation room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to be that guy. The interrogators are popping on the rubber glove and you're like, do you have a Nokia charger, please? Before we do anything more. <laughs> yeah, with an Australian PowerPoint, please. <laughs> Well, that's it. All right. Well, take your power banks with you. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Do you think you'll have kids, Alex Sison? Oh, that's a question I've never really thought about a million times, thanks to you. Um, I actually was babysitting on the weekend, two-year-old. Oh, It was delightful. How'd it go? Not too bad. Once I, <laughs> once I realized that this is what I've signed up for, like, I mean, kids can do the same thing over and over again. There was this little pop-up book, um, you know, and you spin a wheel and the fish go around in a circle. And one of the fish was a starfish and little India, bless her, was so besotted that the starfish would go around a circle, disappear behind the coral, then come back. We did it for about 45 minutes. And once I'd sort of like, it's gone, okay, that's what we're doing. Rather than just like, maybe we should do this now and this now. I'm like, no, this is, this is what we're doing. It's my job just to be here whilst <laughs> yeah. this happens. And I was fine. It was great. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But there are some things that require more involvement than that. 
Okay, for instance, every single afternoon for her mm. nap, Sophia requires me to tell her two stories, okay, about two fictional characters. I think I've discussed this mm. before. Um, and every night before her bedtime, she requires me to come up with two stories. Now, these have to be original stories, right? Oh, and she's so the characters based on, you know, well-known to Sophia characters. Yes, and they need to be original stories, right? A new sequel every time. It's so tiring. Have you surpassed the Fast and the Furious franchise for the amount of sequels and hijinks <laughs> that these characters have gotten up to? I'm up to Police Academy Volume Eight. I am Michael Winslow doing all the sound effects. It's, yep. it's getting it's getting rough. All right, but I've just seen a headline now from Kidspot.com.au. Dad uses Chat GPT. Oh. To come up with stories for his kids' bedtimes, right? So this dad is like, oh. Oi, chat GPT, make me a story for a four and a six-year-old. And it's like, boom. With done. a main character named this. And yep. with, a rhyming, with a rhyming couplets. And makes them feel sad at the end and then happy. Like, and so he has totally outsourced the bedtime <laughs> routine. And I've got to tell you, Whoa. I am doing everything I can to restrain myself from going mm. down this dark robotic path. Yeah. So it's just it's just opening my eyes up to what the possibilities of well this technology is. I was listening to a podcast recently about an AI company who who had watched the movie Her starring Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. And now with all this, you know, ChatGPT stuff coming in, they want to have a romantic-y kind of person that you could be in a, I guess, quote unquote, long distance relationship with. Long distance between, you know, biological and electronic um, that they can provide because this woman was using it, loves it because an AI sort of boyfriend doesn't come with baggage, you know, will never be upset with things. You could do the things. It's like, you could just have a chat. You were fresh. You were first. You were at the forefront of their minds. They've got no one else to talk to. They've got no other friends mm. getting in the way. They're there when you want it and they're away when you don't. So here's, 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 here's something that's popping up now. Now we've all heard about chat GPT. If you haven't heard about it, it's a, uh, the open source. Mate, just type into it to get it to explain itself. <laughs> don't try and come up with some lame <laughs> explanation as to what it is. Basically just... it's something that comes up with copy text, writing, that whatever whatever writing you want, it can write for you, okay? Mm -hmm. If you say, describe the Matt and Alex podcast in seven sentences, it will do that exactly. No, it won't. Ask. It'll do, and I know this, not because I've done it, because I went to see Tom Ballard's comedy show this week, and he said, he typed into ChatGPT, write a joke that Tom Ballard would say, and ChatGPT said, I do not know who Tom Ballard is. <laughs> The okay. greatest roast of all, that ironically. savage. They said that the robots would destroy us. We didn't know <laughs> comically. <laughs> um, there's also AutoGPT. Have you heard about AutoGPT? No. AutoGPT basically does everything ChatGPT does, but it does it more efficiently and with less prompts. Oh. All right? So AutoGPT is what people are talking about. It will be the sort of thing where you can just say, please respond to all of my emails you know, um, giving precise answers to everything that anyone's requested. 
And so it'll like filter out the answers, the questions, it'll figure out the answers, it'll respond to all the emails. That's the kind of technology that we're aiming towards, mm -hmm. right? Um, someone said, you know, for example, AutoGPT, one of the prompts was, I asked AutoGPT to stalk me on the internet, all right? And so suddenly they do that and AutoGPT just comes down, figures out everything about you and find, and gives you all the information that is out there about you. So it's Whoa. that kind of thing. But also, I mean, we use it on a film set when, you know, you've got a prop book, right? You've got a prop book. Now, the thing about books is you can't have a real book on a film set that's featured, the front cover and everything, because oh. you don't own the rights to that book. And so you have to make a fake cover for the book. But of course, a fake cover is not just a blank cover. You need actual text on the, you know, about this book. And mm -hmm. so you can just be like, write a book about this and then it, and like tell me tell me write write a book blurb about this and it'll just come up and print it out and so you read it and it it literally sounds exactly like a real book it's <laughs> it's pretty incredible so it just made me realize that this is all it's all happening it's the new Google I need to get I need to get ahead of this technology otherwise I'll be like my dad and his generation calling it the Google still <laughs> to this day or Doctor Google I think he he says. <laughs> Um, we did ask you. I mean, we're figuring this out in real time. We asked you, what's the coolest thing you've used ChatGPT for? Uh, Dylan got in touch, said, I asked it to write my LinkedIn biography. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty useful. Nicole said, my husband uses it to come up with personalized bed stories for the kids. Yep. Um, Bianca said, I used it to come up with my entire gym workout plan. Oh, what a personal training is going to oh, do. Oh, that's it. Hey. If you can just do it. Ooh. Just go, oi, give me something for leg day. Yeah. And there it is. Tim, I had it write an engaging cyber safety presentation for the year three and four cohort at my school. See, this is the other thing. How is it going to stop? How are teachers and uh, like uni professors, mm. et cetera, going to be able to figure out who is writing their assignments and not? What do you mean? Easily just ask Chat GPT, does this sound like <laughs> a did, did you made write up? This? Yeah. Did, is this yours? Well, what people are doing, they're, they're putting, they're getting just written essays already. Mm. Then they're putting in the chat GPT and saying, can you please paraphrase this using more Australian yeah. style language? And oh. then it'll do that for oh. it, you know? And so there are like, there are also programs that, you know, those um, plagiarism mm. programs. Now they're having to keep up to date to figure out the ways that chat GPT talk to suss out whether people have been using it to paraphrase their Essays. The essays are coming from inside the house. <laughs> um, one listener who didn't want to be named said, I asked it to write an organizational policy that will impact over 20,000 people. We will be implementing it soon. This is getting big. This is big school. We <laughs> got policy being written by AI. People's lives will depend on this. What about Jessica, who's given us a call here, in from Adelaide? What cool thing have you been using it for, Jess? Uh, so I meal prep heaps and I find it quite difficult to think of new recipes and it's quite, um, quite took quite a long time to do that. So I just asked ChatGPT to um, make me a meal plan and within a specific amount of calories and specific amount of protein and it spat it out for me and easy peasy. How long did that take? <laughs> well, when you when you put in the prompt, like what was the prompt? You basically said, I want this. Was it a big, was it a big like text field that you had to fill in? No, I just sort of said, um, I want, you know, X amount of calories, this amount of protein, uh, over three meals, five days a week. 
and it gave it to me, which was great. And then I said, okay, um, take out the red meat. Also, I don't like these vegetables, so make me some new recipes. <laughs> it gave me that. <laughs> and then I said, oh, that's fantastic. Put it in a table format that's easy to read. And then um, <laughs> give me a... <laughs> A list of ingredients to go shopping with. So it did that. And then I asked it, uh, what's the cheapest place to shop at? And it told me. So, yeah, it's really my life. Oh, my Wait, goodness. Wait, so hold on. <laughs> did this did this actually work? Or did you end yeah. up with, like, three kilos of capsicums? And... <laughs> or are you sick of eating uh, CD-ROMs and internet <laughs> modems? <laughs> it worked. There was a few little glitches. Like I said, you know, buy 40 bananas for one week. And I said to it, why did you say 40 bananas? And it said, sorry, that was a glitch. So if you call it out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I called it out and it was, uh, you know, it rectified the issue. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. great. I love it. That Goodness is a me. very smart thing to do, especially, I mean, we've been talking about kids, Alex Dyson, and, and the, the meal plans every week are a nightmare. So I might oh, have yeah. to take a leaf out of that book as well. Yeah, give it a go. Easy peasy. If only I can get ChatGPT to choose which episode of Bluey it needs to watch every (laughs) afternoon, I would. I could be a pretty absent parent. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. No Well, I'll tell you what, there was absolute scenes, Alex Dyson, on the weekend. Absolute scenes. Hashtag scenes. At a friend's birthday party mm. where one of my best mates said, hey, you still keen for the puppy shower? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you missed our talk about a puppy shower, that's a baby shower, but for a dad who's partner is giving birth. Well, when you say it like and that. And so it's... wants to have a weekend away with the boys. <laughs> As a celebration of lads, mate, come on, lads. Sorry, the lads, (laughs) the big chunky champs. And um, and he said, you know, you're still good for so and so weekend. I said, um, (laughs) Bell might have something to say about this. Oh, so throw Bell under the bus. I did. I really threw the bus was coming. Oh, right. Not Matt O'Kind saying, look, I've had a bit of a think about it, and I've been a bit absent from my own family recently, so I'm going to make the decision to do this. It's like, I'm sorry. Ball and chain. The other <laughs> chain. <laughs> well, I was sort of thinking that Belle might kind of go easy, but she she dug straight in. She was there <laughs> letting loose. There was mm. confrontations everywhere. Me and my mate were there, you know, full men's rights team. You know, what about right. us? Right. Oh, so... <laughs> All the, the men and women were at the party having a group discussion yeah, well, about it, it whether a pappy out. shower is appropriate. Yeah, it broke out, you know, it did get big. You know, we've got we've got my mate's pregnant partner standing next to us going, Look, I really just want him to go sooner rather than later, because I don't want to go <laughs> I don't want to like fall into labor while the uh, lads are out. My partner's there going, So hold on, because you want to do something. Now I've got to look after our kid. <laughs> I'm like, this has been some fun viewing. Um, It was a really, really enjoyable birthday. Mm. Happy birthday to Lana. Yeah, well, Bron, you mentioned you had a uh, a little chat, a bit of an interesting chat over the weekend as well. The Battle of the Sexes? Oh, kind of. I went to a certain hardware store. Um, We were buying a lawnmower over the weekend. Very nice. 
And then the, Did you get one of those robotic ones that does it for you. We got no an electric one, mm. which is the battery powered. Oh yes, I've heard they're very quiet, very good, very lightweight, very compact and movable. The guy was talking through it. He was like giving all the stuff and whatever. He was like going, "Oh, it's good for this, whatever that." I was like, "Oh, great, that sounds good." I was with Steve, my husband, and then then he was like, "Yeah, it's super easy to use. You know, even my wife can use it." I was like, "What mm. the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Well. This guy did not know who he was messing with. <laughs> no. Did you say anything to this dude? No, I was I was just there, like, sh- shocked. I looked at C, I was like, can you believe this guy? Um, <laughs> I wish I did say something now. All right, Bron. Well, we all wish that we could have said something at one time. Let's let's give you a chance now to um to fully slap slap this guy down. Okay, here we go. Slap we'll, some sense into we'll, him. We'll play a little bit of music. Mm. Don't, don't let this distract you. You just, just go for it. <laughs> I don't even know what I want to say. I've got two fingers that'll do the job for oh. me, though, I think. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate. And they're not my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Before we get all high and mighty about this, all right, before we get all, oh, women can save the world business, Bring down the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. All right. When uh, Bron, was, prepare another when... statement with Matt's, what Matt's about to say. Prepare the fingers, please. Prepare the fingers, Bron. They're there. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Do you mow lawns? Okay, I've never mowed a lawn. <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't if I if I wanted to. All right. I just want to know what your history on this subject yeah. is before you go, you know, getting all angry about it, all right? I just want to figure yeah, out. Yeah, because we don't want you to go back to the store and give the guy the finger, but you've chopped it <laughs> chopped it off on the mower. On the we big old heavy happen. mower that you couldn't start. <laughs> so, so, no, look, I have to shout out. My partner has been mowing the lawn as well. So shout out to Belinda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shout mate. out to Belinda. Mate, oh you've God. got a buddy... You've got to go back to a hardware store and buy a shovel because you are digging yourself a big hole in this relationship, Well, mate. she's got to have something to do while I'm on the pappy shower. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We done there? All right, we're done. Okay, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. I hope you're having a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.